0: It is Friday, July 20th, 2010. It's time again for that weekly Q&A we call Splunk Talk. Back from Splunk's 2010 user conference, Jeff, Michael, and Maverick are ready to roll. We got some great questions up for you today and a lot of other news going on. I gotta have more cowbell. Mm -hmm. Splunk Talk, fighting answers without a doubt. Splunk Talk will help you figure out. Hey, it's time for another episode of Splunk Talk. This is episode 11, and you know, the boys are back in town. We're back from Splunk's user conference 2010. What a time that was. We did a podcast last week, and our good friend Jeff Blake is back in his home office, not in Sioux City, Iowa, rather in the great city of Chicago, Illinois. Jeff, How's it going on a Friday? Good morning, Michael. Doing well yourself? I'm doing fabulous. And not in Walla Walla, Washington, but rather down in Dallas is our friend Maverick. It's so good to hear your voice today. Maverick, how are you?
1: Hey, I'm doing great. Your voice sounds good to hear as well. Wow.
0: That sounds so.
1: What's the Sioux City, Iowa, Walla Walla, Washington?
0: Uh, You might have heard of, uh, there's a a comic on television. uh, What's his name? David Letterman. And uh, he has uh, some of his listeners uh, are in the home office of Sioux City, Iowa. Most people will get that. Oh, I see. Most people will get that. But uh, those who have televisions will get that. Splunk Talk. So we're going to return to the format that we've all come to know and love. Of Splunk Talk, our question and answer panel. We'll cover some interesting things that are happening in Splunk land and just the world. But let's kind of kick things off. You know, uh, I was talking to someone last week at user conference and they said, your show isn't technical enough. And I said, WTF? Really? I I don't know. It's probably me. It's probably me that's not technical. (laughs) I'm sure that's what it is. Yeah. Something tells me we got some pretty nerdy questions today. Starting off today's Q&A, Jeff Blake. Jeff, what do you have for us today? Question one.
2: I can see the benefit to our organization with Splunk, but theoretically, could we deploy Splunk
0: servers to clients preloaded on servers to monitor their environment? Very, very good question. Um, There's a couple of things to consider. And the idea of preloading software, such as Splunk, on, let's say, a server... Is often done in a couple of ways. Sometimes customers or organizations will have, let's say, a gold master image that they deploy out when they de- deploy brand new servers. Or sometimes they're using uh, cloud or VMware and they've got images that they just fire up. And most of the time when someone asks this question, it's around uh, putting Splunk on there so that when they turn that server on, it automatically starts eating logs and potentially sending them where they need to go, like to an indexer, for example. So in this case, there's a couple things to consider. First, check out the docs. We'll put a link in there to deployment server. Because after you get these copies of Splunk up and running, you're going to want to configure them. And of course, you're not going to want to really do that with... um, you know, by hand. So deployment server and deployment clients are a really cool way to sort of uh, deal, deal with that in a very measured way. But if you're going to deploy a copy of Splunk on an image, there are some things that happen the very first time you start it up. Like the host name is determined and stamped in a few configuration files and some first time run activities happen. So if you install that copy of Splunk on that image, just don't turn it on. Like, um, you know, in Windows, don't have the service start up right away after install. Or in Linux, just don't start it up. And you can configure a couple of things so that it's all tailored for your environment. So when you turn it on the first time, everything just works and logs start flowing. Very cool. Nice. Cool. I got a question. I have very, not me, but the question says, "I have very long multi-line events from my custom application logs. It seems that many of them are being split into separate events. Is there a way to make sure Splunk keeps the full event together?"
1: Ah, uh, yes. Um, this we, I get this. I get this at least a couple times a week. I think, um, especially when you're dealing with custom log files where there's multi-line uh, events that can go on for a long, long time. Uh, meaning, you know multiple lines over and over again. If it's more than 256, you're probably going to see this characteristic uh, some of the time. And that's because Splunk t- has, a, has a few safeguard limits. Um, uh, one of them being uh, you know 10,000 characters per event and also a 256 default uh, limit to know where to break it into a new event. you know typically because anything greater than those numbers uh, on a standard from a standard perspective is probably going to be like a garbage event or some unexpected event. That's uh, extra abnormally large, Um, so so Splunk as a safeguard will break it. What you need to do to fix this or to enable for that particular source type to uh, keep all of the events together and 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 kind of so Splunk can kind of learn, hey, for this source type, I need to see all of the events, maybe up to uh, you know ten thousand lines or something like that or whatever some some amount um, greater or maybe unlimited, like no matter how big it is, keep everything. You need to go into your Splunk. directory and go to Etsy system default directory and there's a props.conf there. Copy that over to your Etsy system local directory and then go in under the stanza either that's already there or create one for your source type and override two parameters. One's called truncate, which you can then tell it the, um, you know, not 10,000 lines or I'm sorry, 10,000 characters, but you can actually give it a higher amount or you can just set it to zero, meaning don't ever truncate based on character size, and then also there's another parameter you might also have to tweak occasionally in that same uh, stanza in props.com called max events, and contrary to the name of this option, it actually uh, is used to determine the number of lines per event, and it's uh, defaulted to 256. So if you change it to 100 or, I'm sorry, 1,000 or 5,000 or something like that, Um, You you know, know, Splunk won't break uh, at 256. It'll break at whatever you put in there.
2: Yeah, it it may also bear repeating. I know this was a question that's specific to custom application logs, but uh, in many of the other multi-line log events uh, and Java stack traces and and those kinds of things come immediately to mind. uh, Splunk actually has those. configured as known types and it's it's always interesting to watch people see this for the first time when they're watching huge amounts of app app server data come flowing in and they they they're used to their traditional log log tools or or shell tools and they are able to see um nice concise packaged ways to view large multi-line logs uh, right out of the gate with Splunk. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, very cool. You know, um, a customer of ours down at in San Antonio, um, RackSpace. There's a guy by the name of Greg Graf out there. He's works in their their IT group, and he's he's got a little bit different scenario where he's he wants the whole entire file to be a single event because it's like an output from a screen. So he used Maverick settings of you know not to truncate in a max events, and then he said uh, break only before. And then he put in a word that doesn't exist ever in any log file. Let's say like the word gobbledygook. And Splunk will basically take the whole, the whole file and turn it into one event. Oh, clever. For the past uh, 5,000 months, we've been talking about Splunk's user conference, which, uh, well, I'm sure we're going to have another one next year. <laughs> uh, so there's a few things coming up uh, in the next, next week and the week after. Uh, there are two user group meetings happening in Southern California. Uh, There's one uh, in San Diego next Wednesday or Wednesday, August 25th, uh, 2010. And that's going to be at, uh, looks like it's going to be at Qualcomm. If you pop over to splunk.com slash page slash events, you will see uh, the list of of all the things. Um, You've also got a user group the following day at edmunds.com in uh, Thursday, August 26th. And you know what we're going to try to do? Um, I wanted to make it myself uh, there. I was going to try to, but my um, schedule doesn't permit it. So we're going to see if I can go live via satellite and do some sort of Splunk presentation uh, or demo or something like that. We'll we'll figure out what that is, but I'm going to try to be there. A couple other things. We got VMworld 2010, August 30th through September 2nd. Um, At our user conference last week, I think it was last week, something like that, uh, we... Uh, showed off in our solutions lab the uh, the state of the VMware app for Splunk that looks like it's going to be a cool free app to help help monitor VMware. So those are some of the things that we have coming on up. There must be another question. Could it be Maverick, perhaps?
1: Yes, I have one. It's um, It goes like this. Is there an SNMP plugin for a- alert actions or... Does that need to be scripted?
2: I can take that. Uh, the The short question is, is: Is there a plugin, or is there, uh, you know, some other app kind of piece? And I'll, let me take a quick second to talk about the various ways to share information and and uh, functionality through the Splunk community. Uh, we have uh, the the base infrastructure for that is called Splunk Base. Nice word, and. There's, there's all kinds of other uh, ways to, to share information within Splunk, but Splunk Base is, is, is our consolidated public site for, for all of the community-based pieces, so searches, uh, field extractions, reports, all kinds of knowledge-based information is all, all on Splunk Base, and uh, that's typically where you would go to find stuff. Uh, the SNMP Traps is, is actually so straightforward and simple uh, the, the easiest way to get a hold of this is just to grab the bits out of our doc site, and I'll give you the uh, – uh, if you go to splunk.com into the documentation uh, area and search for send SNMP, to, SNMP traps to other systems, you'll, you'll find exactly what, I'm, what I uh, am talking about here. So it's pretty straightforward. You do have to code a little. You, you do have to, I should say, configure a, a script for this. But but we've already written the script for you, so it's very straightforward and easy. There's basically three steps. Uh, it's a Perl script, so obviously you'll need Perl. And it's SNMP, so obviously you're going to need a way to run the SNMP uh, trap command, unless you have a vendor infrastructure that can facilitate that for you. So once you have those in place, uh, you go to the doc site that I mentioned. You create a shell script called traphosts.pl trap in the Splunk home bin scripts directory, and you can copy and paste the oh I don't know couple dozen lines of of uh, of code of Perl code. Drop it into that file and and set the permissions so you can execute it. From there, you're able to call any um, alert from a saved search and set it up uh... we can talk about this in a separate thing i think but you basically have a search that looks for some threshold value if i see the word error over the next uh... thirty minutes or so then i want to create an alert and then if you go into our alert panel there's a trigger shell script checkbox that you check when you do that you drop in the name trap and you're good to go so uh... Very straightforward, very easy. It's easier than configuring a plugin or whatever. It's just one one shell script and you're off and running.
0: Cool. Awesome. I will be doing that in two weeks, so if I fail, I'm calling you or listening to this episode. <laughs> oh boy. so this week uh for the For the benefit of the listeners, we try to plan these episodes out so that we don't sound like a bunch of complete morons but um we were kind of thinking of renaming our site- the next segment is little known facts about Maverick but I think uh I think we'll stick with what have we learned this week what if anything have you learned this week?
2: I learned and, and I guess. I should have expected this, but I'm going to go ahead and plug the user conference one more time. You know, we we spent weeks talking about it leading up to the user conference, but I have to tell you, it was it was probably the best user conference I've ever been to. And what's amazing is, you know, the size of Splunk compared to other vendors that I've worked with in the past. Uh, this this conference was so great. Everybody, every single customer, and every single person that I talked to, partners internal folks everybody thought it was fantastic and and actually uh we've already started planning for next year and it's it's going to be even better so i learned we have uh awesome customers and and i learned a lot of different things too much to talk about today about how our users are, are using splunk
1: and just to qualify this is also uh this conference was the first one jeff's ever been to as well so
2: uh, yeah, it was my first Splunk user conference. You're right. You're right. You got me there.
1: It's your first, no, it's actually your first conference ever. So That's why it was so great. Was what,
2: what is he saying? <laughs> okay, we're going back to the Maverick segment apparently. I, just, yeah.
1: <laughs> I have a new idea for a new segment we should have in here instead and it should be um, where we challenge uh, listeners to maybe come up with something to send it in or something like an like a little mini answer. We challenge them with a question or something.
0: Perhaps. Uh, what did you? What do you got? What do you Perhaps, got, Maverick? This yes. week, do you learn anything interesting? Oh, I.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm learning all kinds of stuff. I'm learning that um, that uh, I got a enhancement request actually from a customer that I thought was really cool. So it's not really learning something new technically, but it's just kind of an idea. Um, where they, you know, they were saying inherently because we keep metadata host names, right, of all the hosts of things that are coming into the product. Sometimes they use people use Splunk technically to figure out what hosts they do have. Like they may not know how many they have altogether, but they know that they have devices on their syslog and their syslog events and other kinds of events that, that have host names in them and they're able to use Splunk to discover what those are uh, And then um, you know then they, it, it gets categorized as a host field and then it's like then the next question they asked me was you know it'd be really great if you know is there a way to and it'd be great if the product could just like tell me if hosts are like being added or dropping off after that initial, Indexing, and you know, and you know, there's ways to do it in the search language, of course. But you kind of have to know what the baseline is first. But they were kind of suggesting it wouldn't be great if it could be, you know, uh, if someone could already kind of catalog those kind of things. And and I think that it probably does some of that already. But um, but I just thought it was an, it was a neat uh, idea. So I, I'm I'm I learned a different perspective, I guess, as far as an expectation for the product. And I'm going to try to champion that through to get it on the roadmap and stuff.
0: Neat. um me uh I, I got I I completely would like to echo uh what Jeff had said about user user conference user conference was really cool I liked it I did a session we did the podcast met a bunch of customers that I would have never had a chance to meet like you know Matt Ubel was on Splunk Talk last week he's from NetSmart The guys from Corporate Express, uh, Sean Butler and Luke Harris, way cool dudes. They came all the way from Australia. I mean, you could get more awesome than that, flying all the way ten billion miles to come and hang out with Splunk dudes. So, user conference was pretty badass. A couple of other little tidbits worth mentioning. Up on Splunk Base, there was a couple of new things going on. A couple of new apps. Uh, there's a Citrix for Splunk for Citrix NetScaler. So if you're a NetScaler customer, Splunk for Citrix NetScaler has a dashboard, field extractions, uh, reports on the application firewall and VPN data, which is kind of cool. You know, we're trying to build more and more apps that unlock information from log devices and, and other infrastructure stuff. And, and they're, most of them are free, which is cool. Um, SendMail recently did a partnership with uh, us and uh, there's some of the reporting that's coming out and going to be built into their product is Splunk. And they have a really cool app that you can get if uh, if you're a SendMail Centreon customer. And uh, it has uh, reports and dashboards and all sorts of really good visibility into what's happening in the mail infrastructure, infrastructure from SendMail Centreon. That's pretty cool. Um, another thing... I posted a video yesterday about um, uh, basic search stuff and tips for Windows users. I had someone ask me, "Hey, I want to make Splunk look a little bit more like the Windows event log instead of the raw events." So, if you check on blogs.splunk.com, you'll find the post there for that as well. So, um, cool. Yeah, that's that's what I've saw this week and done. So, uh, it's good to be back. With the boys of Splunk Talk. And uh, as always, email us, splunktalk at splunk.com. With questions, we will answer them on the air. I still have an outstanding one that I'm going to bring up next week. Well, it's an outstanding question as a great question, but it's uh, it's outstanding, meaning we need, need to get to it, about uh, testing and profiling search. But email us at SplunkTalk at Splunk.com. Even if you have some suggestions and feedback and all that kind of stuff, we're stoked that you have uh, listened to our show, We've got a lot of great feedback. People really like it at user conference and uh, for... Jeff Blake out of Chicago and Maverick out of Dallas. I am Michael Wild and thanks for spending a few minutes with the boys at Splunk Talk. You all better watch out 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 now because Splunk is about to (laughs) Ha, ha, ha.